Chapter Ten of Nobody's Man by E. Phillips Oppenheim. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Ready by Matt Berard. Chapter Ten. The Right Honorable John Augustus Horlock, Prime Minister of England, through a most amazing fluke, received talent a few days later with the air of one desiring to show as much graciousness as possible to a discomfited follower. He extended two fingers and indicated an uncomfortable chair. "'Well, well, talent,' he said. "'Sorry I wasn't in town when you passed through from the north. Bad business at Hellsfield affair.' "'It was very bad business indeed,' talent agreed, chiefly because it shows that our agents there must be utterly incapable. The prime minister coughed. <laughs> "'You think so, talent, eh?' now their point of view is that you let miller make all the running let him make his points and never got an answer in never got a grip on the people eh that may do for the official explanation talent replied coldly but as a plain statement of facts it is entirely beside the mark if you will forgive my saying so sir it has been one of your characteristics in life born without doubt he added with a little bow of your indomitable courage to minimize difficulties and dangers of a certain type you did not sympathize with me in my defeat at hellsfield because you underrated as you always have underrated the vastly growing strength and dangerous popularity of the party into whose hands the government of this country will shortly pass mr horlock frowned portentously this was not at all the way in which he should have been addressed by an unsuccessful follower but underneath that frown was anxiety you refer to the democrats naturally do i understand you to attribute your defeat then to the tactics of the democratic party it is no question of supposition talent replied it is a certainty you believe that they have a greater hold upon the country than we imagine then i am sure of it was the confident answer they occupy a position no other political party has aimed at occupying in the history of this country they aid and support themselves by means of direct and logical propaganda carried to the very heart and understanding of their possible supporters their methods are absolutely unique and personally I am convinced that it is their destiny to bring into one composite body what has been erroneously termed the labor vote. Orlock smiled indulgently. He preferred to assume a confidence which he could not wholly feel. I am glad to hear your opinion, Talent, he said. I have to remember, however, that you are still smarting under a defeat inflicted by these people. What I cannot altogether understand is this. How was it? that you were entirely deprived of their support at Hellsfield. You yourself are supposed to be practically a socialist, at any rate from the point of view of the stater of my party. Yet these fellows down at Hellsfield prefer to support Bloxham, who twenty years ago would have been called a Tory. I can quite understand your being puzzled at that, Talent acknowledged. I was, myself, at first. Since then I have received an explanation well well mr horlock interjected with a return of his official genial manner we'll let sleeping dogs lie have you made any plans talent a week ago 
i thought of going to samoa was the grim reply you don't want me the country didn't seem to want me i have worked for other people for thirty years i rather thought of resting living the life of a lotus-eater for a time an extremist as ever the prime minister remarked tolerantly even a politician who has worked as hard as you have can find many pleasurable paths in life open to him in this country however the necessity for such an extreme course of action on your part is done away with i am very pleased to be able to tell you that the affair concerning which i have been in communication with your secretary for the last two months has taken an unexpectedly favourable turn what the mischief do you mean tallente inquired puzzled i mean mr horlock announced with a friendly smile that sooner than be deprived of your valuable services his majesty has consented that you should go to the upper house you will be offered a peerage within the next fortnight tallente stared at the speaker as though he had suddenly been bereft of his senses what on earth are you talking about sir he demanded mr horlock somewhat resented his visitor's tone surely my statement was sufficiently explicit he said a little stiffly the peerage concerning which at first i admit i saw difficulties is yours you can without doubt be of great service to us in the upper house and-but i'd sooner turn shopkeeper tallente interrupted if i understand that it is your intention to offer me a peerage let us have no misunderstanding about the matter it is refused absolutely and finally the prime minister stared at his visitor for a moment in amazement then he unlocked a drawer in his desk drew out several letters and threw them over to tallente and will you tell me what the devil you mean by authorizing your secretary to write these letters he demanded tallente picked them up read them through and gasped written by palliser aren't they mr horlock demanded without a doubt tallente acknowledged the amazing thing however is that they are entirely unauthorized the subject has never even been discussed between palliser and myself i am exceedingly sorry sir he went on that you should have been misled in this fashion but i can only give you my word of honour that these letters are entirely and absolutely unauthorised god bless my soul the prime minister exclaimed where is palliser better telephone palliser left my service a week or more ago tallente replied he left it at a moment's notice in consequence of a personal disagreement concerning which i beg that you will ask no questions i can only assure you that it was not political since he left no word has been heard of him the papers even have been making capital of his disappearance it is the most extraordinary thing i ever heard in my life horlock declared a little irritably why i've spent hours of my time trying to get this matter through dealing seriously with palliser thinking that he represented me in this matter without a doubt will you lend me the letters tallente asked mr horlock threw them across the table here they are my secretary wrote twice to palliser last week and received no reply that is why i sent you a telegram i was on my way to see you anyway tallente observed i thought that you were going to offer me a seat mr horlock shook his head 
we simply haven't a safe one he confided and there isn't a soul i could ask to give up especially to speak plainly for you talent they look upon you as dangerous and although it would have been a nine days wonder most of my people would have been relieved to have heard of your going to the upper house i see talent murmured in plain words you've no use for me in the cabinet my dear fellow the prime minister expostulated you have no right to talk like that i offered you a post of great responsibility and a seat which we believe to be perfectly safe you lost the election bringing a considerable amount of discredit if you will forgive my saying so upon the government what more can i do tallente was watching the speaker curiously he had thought over this interview all the way up on the train thought it out on very different lines nothing i suppose he admitted yet there's a certain risk about robbing me isn't there you might drive me into the arms of the enemy what the old wig lot not a chance i know you too well for that no the democrats Horlock moved restlessly in his chair he was eyeing his visitor steadfastly what the people who have just voted solidly against you hasn't it occurred to you that that might have been political strategy tallente suggested they might have manoeuvred for the very situation which has arisen that is if i am really worth anything to anybody Horlock shook his head oil and water won't mix tallente and you don't belong to that crowd all the same he confessed i shouldn't like you with them i cannot believe that such a thing would ever come to pass but the thought isn't a pleasant one now that you have made up your mind that i don't want to go to the house of lords and wouldn't under any possible consideration tallente asked have you anything else to suggest mr horlock was a little annoyed he considered that he had shown remarkable patience with a somewhat troublesome visitor tallente he said it is of no use your being unreasonable you had your chance at hellsfield and you lost it your chance in my cabinet and lost that too you know for yourself how many rising politicians i have to satisfy you'll be back again with us before long of course but for the present you must be content to take the rest we can make use of you on the platform and there are always the reviews i see tallente murmured the fact is his host concluded as his fingers strayed towards the dismissal bell you made rather a mistake tallente years ago in dabbling at all with the labour party at first i must admit that i was glad i felt that you created as it were a link between my government and a very troublesome opposition to-day things have altered labour has shown its hand and it demands what no sane man could give we've finished with compromise we have to fight socialism or go under tallente nodded one moment he begged as the prime minister's forefinger rested upon the button of the bell now may i tell you just why i came to pay you this visit if there is anything more left to be said mr horlock conceded with an air of exaggerated patience there is just this tallente declared if you had had a seat to offer me or a post in your cabinet i should have been compelled to decline it just as i have declined that ridiculous offer of a peerage i have consented to lead the democratic party in the house of commons 
the prime minister's fingers slipped slowly from the knob of the bell he was a person of studied deportment a journalist who had once written of his courtly manners had found himself before long the sub-editor of a government journal at that moment he was possessed of neither manners nor presence he sat gazing at talent with his mouth open the latter rose to his feet i ask you to believe sir he said that the step which i am taking is in no way due to my feelings of pique or dissatisfaction with your treatment i go where i think i can do the best work for my country and employ such gifts as i have to their best advantage but you are out to ruin the country horlock faltered the democrats are socialists from one point of view tallente rejoined every christian is a socialist the term means nothing the program of my new party aims at the destruction of all artificial barriers which make prosperity easy to one and difficult to another it aims not only at the abolition of great fortunes and trusts but at the abolition of the conditions which make them possible it embraces a scheme for national service and a reasonable imperialism it has a sane program and that is more than any government which has been in office since the war has had mr horlock rose to his feet talent he pronounced you are a traitor to your class and to your country he struck the bell viciously his visitor turned away with a faint smile don't annoy me he begged or i may some day have to send you to the house of lords End of chapter 10